0: You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Thank you, our Father, Uh, beyond our circumstances, beyond our worries, our fears, our concerns. You are God. Lord, this morning we thank you. We bow our hearts in worship. We say accept our praise, accept our worship. All the glory belongs to you. As we share from your word this morning, Lord, um, speak to someone, save someone, deliver someone. We give you thanks, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's put our hands together and celebrate Jesus. Amen. Right, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm just trying my very best today to stay focused (laughs) on what I know I need to do. But by the way, I've just realized that the reason we don't really dance like that in LifePoint is because we come dressed simply. Because what happens is that you lot be used to, when you have decked up for wedding, that's when your dance comes out. Because today I saw people dance. I was like, ah, that is why. <laughs> so when you wear your t-shirt and just come to church, you're like, oh, we're in church. But you know, for some of you, it was as if, oh my goodness, this is the after party, you know, so you were... Let me look at the person next to you and tell them, I know you've been waiting for it, but I love you very much. If there are ladies, tell them, even your sandals. <laughs> no, let's not go <not>, on. Oh. <laughs> why, why, why? I just wanted to deal with the elephant in the room. and just, It's been an interesting week. All right, but everybody's welcome here. Everything is welcome here. All right. <laughs> uh. Um, so someone said to me, "We're wondering why why did people used to really dress up to go to church?" And um, it's sometimes it's you know just in that place where you believe that God's presence is a special place to go to, right? Um, and we know that it is not. Bible says He looks at the inward. But there's that there's a, the way you come to God's presence matters. It's interesting because sometimes it's it's just about reverence. There are people who I I have to meet with for work, and I I take extra care that day when I'm dressing up. I look for my finest tie. Yeah. It is well, uh, but thank you all for coming specially, you know, today. Uh, God God will God will speak to us. Galatians six one for some of the Bible says, brethren. If any of you is overtaken in a fault, says those of you who are spiritual should restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Um, I just want to encourage us this morning if I you know, preach. Look up. When you find someone who is overtaken by a fault, so you know what it means to overtake. Yeah. you know what so the the fault has passed the person so the fault is now in front of the person Um, and it's a bunch of things right it says those of you who are spiritual like you the lack was very spiritual the bible says the way to restore such a person is in the spirit of meekness all right, or gentleness just tell the person next to you be gentle be gentle okay be gentle Um, And this is important because the Bible says, taking heed lest you yourself be tempted. So what happens is that uh, the, the Bible says knowledge puffs up, right? There is a way that our spirituality can cause pride, right? So I pray for two hours, I become proud. You pray for, you know, just five minutes a day. What is that in the kingdom of God? You only read one chapter of the Bible out of sixty-six books. You're not a serious Christian. Oh no, you went clubbing. (laughs) Ah, Souls are perishing. (laughs) I saw someone nudge someone like, "Yeah, I was telling you the other day." Or God forbid, I don't want to even. Let's not go down the list. But says, so, so let me tell the person next to you. Tell them I'm here for you. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. Tell them when I'm overtaking, uh, speak louder. Tell them when I'm overtaking, be gentle. Tell them restore me gently. Restore me gently. And tell them when you are overtaking, <laughs> I will restore you gently. Okay? Fantastic. Fantastic. Let's, all right. Good, good, good. All right. Um, Matthew 16, verses 18 to 19. The Bible says, and I also say to you that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on the earth will be bound on, in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. We have been tracing the, um, the history of the church. Um, why do you guys make me exercise? Why is the board so far? That's not Christian. Then. Because then I have to walk. Am I slim enough already? <laughs> but we've been tracing the history of the church. Um, and is that so that people can see it? Is that why it's here? Okay, thank you. All right, we've been tracing the history of the church. Last week, we looked at what we call the Orthodox Church. Um, this week, I want to explore a very simple, you know, season of the They can't see it, Sam. They can't see it. It's too close, Sam. This is human beings. <laughs> Fine, okay there? All right, fantastic. Can you think? So this week we're looking at a period where there's something called the Protestant Church, right? Where it evolved. I promise I'm going to try and make it as painless as possible, all right? But the Protestant Church. I must say something about the church. God is the one who is building his church, not man. God is the one who is building his church, not man. In fact, when he, he describes the process in Ephesians chapter 5, he says, look, um, I'm doing what he calls the washing of water by the word. Ephesians 5, I think 26, 27. He says that I may present the church to myself as a glorious bride without wrinkle or blemish. God is the one who is doing that work, not you. All right? So there's construction going on. And construction sites are not always pretty right sometimes construction sites are like organized chaos so you know they are building something you can see the form of what they're building evolving but sometimes you can't walk everywhere i was talking with a friend two days ago and we were just talking about somebody else it wasn't gossip i promise you just just christian discussion and i said it is okay you know we are all work in progress and if you know, her life is like a road, the tractors or the construction, they've not reached this point yet. All right? And even me, I'm not, I definitely am not perfect. So if, let me tell you, I know you are not perfect. I know, I know you are not perfect. I'm not deceived by your tongues. I'm not deceived by how you were jumping up and down during worship or your Christ. I know you're not perfect. The church, if we are not perfect as individuals, the church is not the building. The church is the submission of all of us. And so the church is not perfect yet. Okay? For someone that offends your theology a bit, you're like, no, no, the church is perfect. Let's do the math again. Shala, shala, Dolakbo. I like that, I like the sound. All right, but let's just focus, right? <laughs> no, no, it's okay. <laughs> God bless you. I'm teaching theology here. Let's just relax. Cane Day, Ferrari, Ferrari, all, right. all not perfect. Apart from Tokper sometimes. <laughs> She's arguing with her husband. All right. Um, when you add all of us together, it is hard for that to be perfect. But the challenge is that for a lot of us, we cannot stand a church that is not perfect. We cannot. It's, it is against we are we are on behalf of God, we are upset. It is, because we're here, ah, in the church? How can? They did that in the church, hmm. and in times, time, Jesus has to come back. The Bible says Jesus knows that his bride is not perfect. And it's also, this oh my, this is going to be, it's also for those people who are looking for perfect husbands and perfect wives. I just wanted to branch there carefully but they don't exist if it looks perfect it's, you know, it's um, some beard oil if she looks perfect it's mascara ask the people they still use mascara right ask the people who are married because hey how did I even get there the church <laughs> the church is construction site it's a construction it's work in progress Jesus himself says, I will build my church. Birthing, if you have ever been to a labor ward, maternity ward. Have you gone? No. <laughs> if you've ever been there, it's, it's, not, it's a difference between a maternity ward and a, a nail spa. They're very different places. The things they say in a maternity ward are unprintable sometimes. So, and I'm saying that so that when we've been reading the the Revelations on on the Wednesdays, none of the churches that Jesus speaks with is in a place where he's like, my goodness, 100%, just hang on the way you are. For all the churches, there's work in progress. So I'll ask you, I'll ask me to be patient with ourselves and to be patient with the church. That God is as comfortable with our strengths as he is with our weaknesses. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I was saying to them on Wednesday that church people cannot even, we can't, you can't even say who you are anymore. If I ask in church today, how many of you drink alcohol? All of you would rather lie than be the one to say I. not raise your hand. Even music. How many of you listen to Bonner Boy? Oh, who's that? Who, who's Bonner Boy? you will be looking. Up. Who's Bonner Boy? Meanwhile, you were up in December, at two a.m. You were waiting for him to come out. Bonner, Bonner! <laughs> I said, if you, some of us, we cannot. You won't let us take your phone and plug it in short and play from your playlist. Just shuffle. You can't. We can't do that. We can We cannot try it. It's just shuffle on your phone. <laughs> the service will not hold. But we pretend, like oh, all the songs I know are Hill Song. Oh Hillsong, <laughs> Hill Song, Messi Chingwo, Falabin Noel. That's really it. I don't uh, know. But anyway, the church is a work in progress. And this is important as we go into the discussion about the reformation. Last week when we left up, we left up, we said, look, the Orthodox Church was sort the Catholic Church was essentially the emergence from the early church and a defense and articulation of doctrine we saw the bible emerge all right letters that have been written to different churches they put it together the old testament they put it together they said this is god's word and they start to have what were called church councils right so the bishops would come from different parts of the world the gospel had moved into uh, different places outside of Jerusalem. In fact, Jerusalem had fallen and Rome had become the capital of the church, right? And, you know, so when we left it up last week, there's the Greek Orthodox Church, there's the Roman Catholic Church, Orthodox Church also, you know? And, but God is still working. God is still working. And I say this because one thing that is important to note is that God will constantly call us as Christians to a place of improvement and growth. (laughs) It's important to note that everything that God births needs to be sustained by God. Everything that God will birth in your life needs to be sustained by God. In Galatians, Paul says to the church, how did you start in the spirit and now you want to end up in the flesh? God gives you a marriage. You start it with prayers. You start it in the spirit. You must continue it in the spirit. He gives you a ministry. You start it in the spirit. You must continue it in the spirit. Because what happens is that very quickly... Um, the church begins to come to a place where it needs reformation. The church gets to a place where it needs things to be shaken. It gets to a place where it's a huge institution. There's very close alignment between the church and the state. There's a pope who is a senior person in the church. But, you know, people are beginning to worry. There are things in the church that no longer make sense. And toss introduce a guy who is important that you must know as a Christian, a gentleman called Martin Luther. Now, for a lot of us, the only Martin Luther we know is Martin Luther King. But there is actually another Martin Luther. Is anybody know him? Anybody related? Andrew, you know him. What is <laughs> well, a guy called Martin Luther, right? And Martin Luther is a monk. Um, um, who is at the very core of the Reformation. He's born sometime in 1517, 17 and um, he's studying scripture and he begins to stumble on things like Romans chapter 1 and verse 17 where it begins to speak about the righteousness of God and how that it is revealed by, from faith to faith. And he begins to say, look, the way we are practicing our faith at the moment is not consistent with scripture. Because at the time, one of the things they would do is to tell people that if you bought something called an, an indulgence, right, that your sins will be forgiven. Yeah, and, and I'll say it honestly, it was also a way of raising money for the church at the time. So people would put money down and they would say, look, even your sins in the future are enough. And then one day Martin Luther wakes up and says, then this thing is not consistent with what I can see in scripture. One day he says, look, man is saved by his faith in the merit of Christ's sacrifice. So he begins to espouse something called the doctrine of justification by faith alone. So they would you know, distinguish between justification, which was the act of being saved, of being declared righteous, and sanctification, which was the act of the process of then becoming subsequently more holy. And so he starts this whole thing. So there's this day, October 31st. Okay? October 31st, 1517. Where Martin Luther does, so when you were going to put forth some huge, um, academic or philosophical um, or even religious uh, submission, you would go and you would post it on the walls of the church. And so he took what is called the 95 theses and he would go and he would put them on the wall of the church in the city in Wittenberg. Essentially, he says to the church of the day, guys. The understanding I have from Scripture is that how to be saved is to believe in Jesus Christ, repentance it is, and then you get saved. It is nothing from the external. Martin Luther says, look, a council may sometimes err. He says, not that the church nor its leaders can establish articles of faith. They must come from Scripture. And he would insist that scripture will be the standard of Christian faith and behavior. And trust me, and, and this as I prepared for this, and it, it, it was so clear to me over this whole period, that there were things done by Christians to other Christians that are tough to understand. And I, it, still, it still happens on our day. I mean, just you stumble on social media. Just a conversation about tithe. Two supposed Christians argue until it gets bloody. And so the, the church of the day did not take it lightly. They, they, could, not, they, could, not, they could not stand it. It's... <laughs> It questioned the very structure of how they lived. A couple of questions, four questions, that Protestantism, okay, tried to answer number one, how does someone get saved? Number two, where does religious authority lie? Number three, what is the church? And number four, what is the essence of Christian living? And Martin Luther and his guys would say, look, come, you shouldn't sell indulgences. Two things, I sense that for us as a generation, we must get to the place where we are comfortable with arguments. The church must be comfortable with arguments. Not fighting, but arguments. Paul says we know in part. And so you must come to the place where you accept that sometimes you will be wrong. One of the first things, one of the things, the biggest things I've learned as a leader in the Elevation Church is that some of the things that I think are correct or true or best to do are not so. Because we've been in pastor's meetings before and I have argued very fluently and very strongly against certain things. They were done just what God wanted us to do. And sometimes there are things that I have believed were the things we needed to do and they were not true. So you will make mistakes. And so Martin Luther would go and he would post it there. And then people (laughs) began to, in fact, by 15, 21 January, Martin Luther is is excommunicated from the church. But I find that sometimes it is the quarrel or that that, that split of opinion that births what God wants to do. In, I think it was Acts chapter... Um, in Acts chapter 15, the Bible says, now Barnabas was determined to take with them John, who was called Mac. But Paul insisted that they would not take him, the one who had departed from them in Pamphylia, and had not gone with them to the walk. Then the contention became so sharp that they parted from one another. And so Barnabas took Mac and sailed to Cyrus, but Paul took Silas and departed, being commended by the Brethren, to the grace of God. And he went to Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. Because what happens is people begin to pull out of the Catholic church, as we know it, of the Orthodox churches. They say, we can't take this anymore. <laughs> we can't take this anymore. For someone, um, when I had you know, just that picture of him posting something on the wall, saying this is, not what God wants for us. I, more than just doctrine, even in your life, I, I found almost like a need to pray about it. For someone, I, for what I was reminded of was those, that man who had four friends, who would just grab him and say, oh boy, this is not it. And they would go to the roof. People who would discomfort you so that the will of God will be done in your life. I, I could not, it, it's, and I, I kept on trying to say, okay, this is doctrine. And I felt that shift that for different people, for someone it's your parents who are sticking something on the wall for you. For someone it's your pastor. For someone it's a friend, a spouse. But I want us to be as a church sensitive that the work of God in our lives will not always impress us. In fact, I think it was on Wednesday I said to them, God will not always love you the way you want him to love you. I assure you, I've been not seeing parents before, the child is saying, give me this, give me this. And they're just looking at the child like, well, you can cry from today till tomorrow. My, my, when I was, my kids were really, really little, I think one of them, I can't remember which, I think my son, he tried that thing where children lie on the floor and start to roll. Me, a beanie man. <laughs> I lay on the floor with him. <laughs> so I started crying. <laughs> so I think when the boy looked at, what's wrong with this man? I said, let's do it together. It's all exercise. Because <laughs> I'm serious. Sometimes God is just look. you cry, I'm not praying, I'm not praying, I'm not praying. Your spirit will be weak, relax. <laughs> I'm not reading the Bible, I'm not even going to church. Two weeks. Tell the angels, don't leave him alone. And he's tired, he will come back. God will not always love us the way we want him to love us. God, make Falabi like me, make him like me. You know, our voices blend, tenor and soprano, make him like me. <laughs> Your husband is in multimedia, wait. <laughs> God will not always love us the way. I sense that God is, God is trying to get your attention. For someone, there's people who Someone is your boss at work. Your, yes. <laughs> yeah, he's your boss at work. He's been sticking something. You have been, you have been binding him in Jesus' name. But that God will bring disruptions our way so that we can hear him. He would put fire in the middle of a desert so that Moses could turn away our side and see what God was doing. So the Protestants said, there were four things which we do not believe have been done properly. How should a person be saved? Where does religious authority lie? What is the church? What is the essence of Christian living? And trust me, it caused... It, there was a it was a it was a it was a shifts and I believe God is bringing shifts our way I believe God is bringing shifts our way Martin Luther will go on to translate the New Testament into German that simple act of taking the New Testament and translating it into German would reshape private and public worship in Germany but people began to say what did God really say how does God really want us to do it There's something, and I want us to just mention this, that historians write and they say to us that one of the reasons that the Reformation was successful was that the printing press had just been invented. And so it was easier to disseminate things that media markets had started opening up in certain cities. So Protestant literature could be distributed Easily and trust me, it rang a bell because I realized that we are the generation that has social media. I mean, forget what your parents are doing on WhatsApp or oh, WhatsApp. I heard one man saying, I will whatsapp you, I will whatsapp you. Even me, I "Sir." you know I'm not that technology like that, but you know. But those things, so they could not, the, the, the rulers of the day could not sit on information in one place. And I began to say, church, what are we doing with social media? What are you? So I know you're posting the pictures of you on the, at the beach on the social media. But I'm saying there are people who God is giving media. Give, and this is this was very important. The Bible says in Psalm 68 and verse 11, the Lord gave the word. He says, great was the number of them that proclaimed. They could not hold Martin Luther and his guys down. Because, you know, one guy used to have the Bible. If you didn't understand, I think it was Latin, you couldn't read the Bible, but suddenly it's in German. We're going to pray somewhere at the end, but I, I wonder who God has given a mandate for media. I wonder who God... You say I'm an influencer. I wonder who God has called with influence in our generation. Yeah. I wonder who. I mean, and and the power of the media. We're going to pray today for people who translate things, because I know that there are languages, the guy who translates needs to understand two languages. I fear that there is a faith of one generation that is being lost on another generation because we don't have people who can translate. And so i write this down. A couple of branches come out of what was ordinarily known as the Orthodox Church. Okay? And so, true to his name, one branch of the church is called the Lutheran Church. You've seen that before. Yeah? I don't think we've got any Lutheran churches in Nigeria, though. Right? One branch of the church is called the Anabaptist Church. Don't worry. I know this sounds... One, another one comes. It's called the Anglican Church. Um, I think there's like a reformed, there's a reformed, uh, there's a reformed church. The Lutheran Church, we understand. That was the guys who stuck with Martin Luther and with the very things that he would say. The Anabaptist guys were a bunch of guys who said, uh, look, there's something about baptism." And, and they, were more than just, they were more than just looking for just the things that Martin Luther had in the 95th They said, look, they were looking for what they called the restoration of the apostolic faith. So they would look back at the Bible and they would say, look, there was apostolic Christianity. And so they began to do, and that, it, was a, it, was, it was so amazing because I have seen the same thing in our generation they were so consumed with a passion for what they called radical discipleship. So they said, instead of building big churches, let's get people to become disciples. (laughs) Let the children come. Let the children come. (laughs) That's a Jesus moment there. Right? (laughs) Um, And so they would pull away. The Anabaptists will refuse. So in the day, children would have been baptized when they were born. They would be sprinkled with water. And the Anabaptists will say, no, our children must be baptized when they are adults, when they understand this faith that they are going for. Because if you just pour water on them and call them Christians, they misunderstand the faith. And guys, it got messy. I read this morning, I think it was early this morning, A woman, a letter a woman wrote to her child. Because... The way Anna Baptiste, her husband, had been killed already by people in the church. And she was going to be killed. And she was saying, look, understand that we're doing this because we believe in Scripture. And it is, it is puzzling what Christians have done to Christians. But while we look at the speck in history, can we also look at the log in our own eyes now? If truth be told, there are some churches that you and maybe me look at interestingly. I don't call names, but there's some churches, ah, they're not Christians there. Ah, no. I mean, it's amazing where we've got these things from. The violence we do to our own. See, that church, the way they dress when they're going to church, they're not Christians. Or that church, ah, no. Everybody there is So, um, yeah, so the Anabaptists continue, um, discipleship, the principle of love, communion, living, no sharing things. They had a more congregational view of church authority, of decision-making. A guy called John Calvin pushes right here, the Reformed Church. And he's a big theologian. And, you know, he says, look, apart from the things that Martin Luther is saying, he says the sovereignty of God is a big deal. And so he begins to, And as I read through all this, I was beginning to wonder. I said, you know, Lord, our generation and the things we talk about when it comes to the Christian faith are a bit shallow, just a bit. Because these guys would discuss the big issues of the faith. And I think we discuss private jets. Uh, what else do we discuss? Um, flags. Uh, what else? You know, and I was like, you know, I just got a sense that so that this gospel will survive into the generations coming, it you was know, like God, like I said last week, custodians of doctrine, custodians of the faith. The Reformed Christianity or the Reformed Church had guys like Calvin, had a gentleman called John Knox who would take it to Scotland. By the time the church gets to Scotland, it's amazing the battles that happen between different parts of the church. In fact, there was a lady called Mary who was the queen of Scotland at the time who would fight the Protestant church, kill so many people that they gave her the nickname Bloody Mary. That's where it came from. But all through this, I kept on, I, all through the confusion, all through the chaos, I kept on seeing God's hand. It was like God at different times was stirring up different people and different things. And that same God is at work in our lives. That God is shaking people. He's saying to you, He's saying, would you, would you refuse for the church to come to a place where it's no longer growing, I'm the one who is building the church. what will God add to the church in our generation? Apart from the dance and the song? What will He add to the church in our generation? God help us if Christ doesn't, you know, if Christ tarries, I hope he comes quickly, the traffic is getting terrible, but you know if he tarries and then we are 80. You know, Kende, you are like, you know, because so you are 80, I'm like 85. I'm like, okay, like 10 years. But well, whatever, like say, so maybe I'm in my like I'm 85, you're 75, you know? And talk about is it, like my age mate, so you are also 80. All right? And age is a young boy, 60, right? Of course all those beards are white now, you know, and then we all come with our children and we are and saying, oh my goodness, can you remember life because if we won't be in Nigeria, I would have gone to London. And <laughs> yeah. Just be sensitive and confess my destiny. And, and we, I'm hosting everybody. I'm like, you remember Life Point. What would we say we added to the church? You know, they say, do not think what your country can do for you. <laughs> do not think what your church can do for you. What is God giving us to build upon the church? Because guys run in different directions. When the church gets to England, when the church gets to England is a Protestant church one day this is very interesting one of the kings of England decides that we are no longer going to let the church in England be under the Roman church and it decides it is now called the church of England that is the birth of the Anglican church most senior person is the Archbishop of Canterbury. And it swings continuously beyond or between the Protestants, the Anglicans, the Catholic Church. Who will reform our churches? Who will search out God's heart and to do it in the proper order? Who would would let, you know, and, and this is, this is, is sensitive for me because I'm someone who believes. The Bible says, let all things be done decently and in order. But I understand that sometimes some things have to be (laughs) broken so they can be fixed. That under the power and the fire of the Holy Spirit, that would you, would you let God, would you let God in fact, you know, for the Anabaptist guys, and you know, one thing as they, as they focus here on discipleship, small groups and, and all that, I remember as we read a letter, I think we're going to read it next, one of the letters to the churches. God says to the church, He says, your work is not complete. He says, I have not found your work complete before God. And as I was preparing for that, I realized that when God says to a church that your work is not complete, He's not talking about a building that the biggest walk of any church is her people. And he was simply saying, guys, we do not see enough disciples in your church yet. That this guy showed up in church three years ago. He's part of this body that Jesus describes and says, I'm doing a walk, my work by myself. I... I, I By next week, we'll talk about the Evangelical Church. And the church is almost in Nigeria by that time. But as we go through this, for me, it was just that sense of God at work. And and like I said, for someone, even aside the church, even in your life, you need to pay respect to the construction that is going on. Yep, you need to. For someone, you show up at the gate of your life every morning, You see blocks here, cement here, gravel here, this here, and you are upset. God, what is this rubbish? Look at Caleb's life, all looking nice and together. God says, I'm the builder. I am the builder. But you get upset. You shut the gate. I'm not here. I'm not here. God has been calling you. Let's build this thing. He said, no, look at it. Now there's block." He says, I know. I am the one who ordered the blocks. I ordered the gravel. I ordered the water. You say, "But what is this? What is this? It's not a house. Can't you see where Tega lives? Look at my own. God says, I am the builder. Those people who are annoyed with the church, what kind of, how is a church like this? Why? God says, relax. I am the builder. He said, the church in Nigeria is terrible. Oh, God. Oh, instead of complaining, do your parts and let God build his church. Criticism is not a fruit of the Spirit. It's not even a gift of the Spirit. The same energy that it takes. God bless you. I'll speak to you later. <laughs> no, thank you for the encouragement. I really appreciate it. They don't like clapping in this church. In Island Shore, they clap every 10 minutes. <laughs> okay. That's a rented clap. It's a rented clap. Stop it. Stop it. Okay, clap some more. <laughs> All right. It's okay. It's okay. Thank you. God bless you. Because <laughs> well, I find that we are... We seem to be a people who have no respect for construction. And when you go to a construction site, there's value there. You just can't see it yet. Yeah, let me branch again. For some people, your husband has been walking past you every Sunday. Or he's in construction, so you are, have no respect for it. Mm, You're looking for G G-Wagon with red leather seats. He's still taking Uber. But it's God who is at work in him. Both to will and to do of his good pleasure but you can't know no no and no. uh, don't you see brother dickboardikpo has big legs of on big one black it's been 20 20 how many years almost 20 years now when brother Dickball showed up did he have a car 504 or 505? 505 505 <laughs> it was not his own though. it was his father's car What do you mean? He's driving his father's car? Never. I cannot date a guy like that. It's a red flag. (laughs) You have to have respect for the construction that God is doing. I would not know. You want a finished building. God says, let me do the work. Let me do the work. who is that person that God and this one I felt very clearly that we should pray for them and you just sense that God has given you he's given you space in media because we if, if, if Martin Luther takes printed press and brings the next level of God's will into the church what are we doing with social media? One tweet can be read by millions of people. I once said to a friend of mine, I said, you will write something one day that people everywhere in the world will read. People in China, people in Paraguay can read what God is doing in your life. Who is that person who may not have the content, but they understand how to get it from the people who have the content to the people who God Is trying to reach? Who is that person who understands that beyond making money that there is a kingdom agenda to be moved? Who is that person who understands that there is a new generation, a next generation coming? When I go out on social media, I have to drive carefully because there are all sorts of things that are looking for you. Who is that person who wants to by the holy spirit push the gospel the days of preaching the gospel using a bell going around repent 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 you're going to die repent these people don't even really care about dying they've been in traffic you know you you can't you can't use pain to incite people to heaven when they're living in pain they're like, it doesn't make any difference. But who is that person who understands the language of generations that are coming? <sighs> Let us pray. So, but, I, but before we pray, if you don't mind, if there's anyone, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, but if there's anyone who feels that God has given them grace, a calling in any sort of media space, any sort, would you please stand? For someone, it might even be, you know, at. For someone... But there's something about communication. Stand, stand, stand. We're going to pray for you. That's what we want to do. And it, might be, it might be communication. It might be, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It might be social media. It might be, but God, God is giving you a voice that will go in non-traditional ways. Someone else, it's not that he's giving you the voice, but he's, he's putting in your hands the, the tools. You understand how to make this happen. You, you understand. The rest of the church, the whole church, can we just pray in the spirit if you do not mind. I hear the New Scotland and I'm not quite sure for who it is, but the New Scotland. He's saying whole nations, whole nations. Could we just pray? You are like a supply chain manager in the kingdom. a supply chain manager he says, The harvest is ripe. He says, But the laborers are few. Can we pray, church? We are praying grace. We are praying open doors. We are praying that the power of the Holy Spirit will come upon our brothers, will come upon our sisters. We are praying that God will open unto them uh, new levels, so that wisdom will come from God, favor will come from God, strength will come from God. We are declaring over their life Godly protection. We are declaring that their gifts, their capacities will not be corrupted in the name of our Lord Jesus. We are declaring open doors. Hey, this morning we are also praying for translators. We are praying for people who understand languages and this is more than just Igbo or Hausa or Yoruba or English. People who understand languages. People who, for someone you understand finance. For someone you, you understand uh, you understand pop for someone. You understand. Uh, uh, you understand. You understand the language of a people that people cannot yet talk to. Hey, Manda Magadash You understand uh, the, the language of people in the health sector. Kaliba. Makalaba Shatarabara. Heavenly Father, today we ask the work you are doing on the earth. Lord God, would you use us to do it? In the name of our Lord Jesus mabasi bakarabosh keliba e pagadosh keliba rabragadoshi so we speak a blessing over everyone who is in media, everyone who is a translator, everyone who, who can speak, everyone who can order content. We declare in the name of the Lord Jesus you will do the will of God. We declare that what you carry will be a vehicle for nations to be turned to God. In the name of our Lord Jesus we declare that you, are, you will manage supplies for the kingdom of God. In the name of the Lord Jesus we declare that the doors of nations are open to so you we declare you receive fresh wisdom, fresh favor in the name of the Lord Jesus. You receive you receive fresh supplies, fresh contract, fresh money. And when it comes, we declare you will know it is from God, it is of God, it is for God. In the name of our Lord Jesus, mata we declare you will not be held down. We declare you receive joy, so you can do the work of God in the name of our Lord Jesus. May I ask the whole church to stand May I ask the whole church to stand Would you just raise your hands and say Father what is my part in the work you are doing on the earth What is my part in the work you are doing on the earth would the band just sing but i just just go ahead and say lord show me where i'm to build show me where i'm to build lord show me where i am to build in the name of the lord jesus i refuse to be idle i refuse to be idle i refuse to be idle for someone god is saying it is not about your age he says unto Jeremiah, do not let anybody tell you, don't let anybody tell you that you are a young man. For Timothy says, do not let anybody despise your youth. David in his teenage in his teenage years, already becomes anointed to be king. This has nothing to do with age. It has nothing to do with your mistakes. This is God who has designed your life, who is calling your life. It has nothing to do with your bank accounts. Lord, what is my part? Lord, what is my part? Martin Luther did his part ah calvin did his part john Knox did his part lord what is my part what is my part what is my part lord what is my part can we just pray all over the church he says the harvest is right is ripe can we pray for laborers to be raised and sent in laborers to be raised and sent in they are parts of this world. They are parts of this world that have not heard the gospel yet. May I uh, ask you, uh, please hold the hand of someone on your left someone, someone, hold your hand. I'd like you to just begin to pray over their life that that which God is using in and through their lives that they will not despise it. The Bible says, Do not despise the days of little beginnings. Do not despise the days of little beginnings. You might be holding the hand of someone who, who has almost given up. I'd like you to pray for fresh encouragement for a seen eye that they understand that this thing is not normal, it is not natural. It may look like it may look like cement, but there's a huge edifice coming out of it. There's a huge edifice coming out of it. If I can pray over them, pray for a fuel that's anointing. Pray for a fuel that's anointing. A fuel that's anointing. The ability to take small, to take here and there and put it together and bring something beautiful to the glory of God. Someone, what you are holding now seems like rubbish, but I'd like us to pray God is the one who takes what looks like rubbish and makes it into something that glorifies Him. For someone, you are holding mistakes. You are holding rejections. He's just praying the spirit over their lives. That that which looks like rubbish today, looks like it, it doesn't have value. It's just sand. That when God will put it together with some cement, when He will put it together with some water, with some skill, with some design, block upon block. Something of value is coming out of all this rubble. Something of value is coming out of this wood, something of value is coming out of this nails, something of value is coming out of this rubber, something of value is coming out of these raw materials. In the name of our Lord Jesus, God is the master builder. He says I will build my church, you are part of the church. He has not abandoned you, he is not a God of abandoned projects. Your life has been built. Your life has been built. People may come by and laugh, but your life is being built. Other houses might be built before yours, but your life has been built. Thank you for listening to a message from the Life Point Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash lifepointng.